What's up, guys? Max here, back with another episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. We have an insane episode, an insane episode for you guys today. I'm telling you, it's going to be so fun. I am so stoked on today's episode. What's up, Sam? I am Eric S. H. Not Joel asking me in the chat if I'm aware I am live. I try to always be aware when I'm live, so I make sure I'm fully clothed. Corporal ABE, what's up? Just joined Patreon. I hope you're still feeling good about that. I know you don't get your name in color for being on Patreon, but I do appreciate it, and you are going to get yourself that free t-shirt, so that's a big bonus there. Nuggets, what's up? Good luck with your kitchen. Justin, this Florida man story is epic. I hope you guys are ready. It's going to be great. We've got uh, Alex, what's up? Good day to you, too. And Eviana, what is going on? I hope you're having a fantastic Sunday. I hope you all had a great weekend. I did. Let me hit you guys with a little bit of that good old about yesterday. So about yesterday, let me just give you guys a little update on this Stu Scheller thing as the about yesterday today, because, you know, it's not a show without a Stu update, without a stoop date, uh, without a Stu drop. It's uh, it's becoming pretty crazy out there with the amount of attention that Stu's getting on, on kind of mainstream televised news, people demanding for his release, hashtag free Stu, all this stuff. But check this out. Stu is up to $2.4 million, $2.4 million on his uh, fundraising to bail himself out of all this trouble that he's gotten himself into. And, uh, and I just wanted to say that all this stuff that I've been seeing on the news about Stu saying that all he did was demand accountability. Well, that's how it started. But let's just keep, let's just remember, let's be reasonable, rational people and remember all the times that Stu, in his own words, posted about the opportunities the Marine Corps was giving him to get out of this one pretty much scot-free, and he just threw shade right back at them, threw shade right back at them, trash-talked the military, and now his parents are on TV saying all they want is to have him honorably discharged with his full benefits in retirement. And, uh, and I think it's a little hypocritical. But hey, I've been getting, if you guys are still following me on Instagram and following my story, you see all these comments I'm getting on Stu Scheller. It is crazy. It is crazy. So what's he going to do with all that money? What do you guys think Stu should do with all that money? Pocket it, give it back to the maybe the families of the people who were killed in Afghanistan, pay for his legal fees. What is Pipe Hitter Foundation going to get out of this? You know, what are they going to take out of it? So we've got a... Uh, We've got so much to go over today. We've got so many stories. I'm so excited for this for you guys. It's going to be super fun, but we do have a couple of more serious stories. There's so much to get to today that I didn't even know. I didn't even know where to start when I was picking stories today. I mean, I left like eight on the table, like eight good stories that I didn't put in the show today because I wanted to start Monday off with some epic stuff, including stick around to the end of the show because we have this video game that's coming out. A very controversial video game coming out, and we're going to watch the trailer, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed in this, okay? So let's get started with our first story today. Police say they are powerless to thwart neighbors' racist noise directed at Navy veterans. So we've got a Navy family here who's been getting harassed for years in their home, and I've got some questions and some comments about this, okay? Okay. A black Navy veteran in Virginia who has been subjected to months of racist harassment by a neighbor took to the national airwaves to share her ordeal 
which police say they can do little to remedy. So what's going on here? Janiqua Martinez and her family moved to Jessamine Court in Virginia Beach five years ago. And this is some of these quotes are from an interview she did on CNN with Don Lemon. Soon afterward, the neighbor began blaring recordings to antagonize other residents and has now stepped it up by playing monkey noises and racial slurs whenever her family steps out of the house. So she's saying that the neighbor who is not identified, actually, and that's one of the things I'm going to get to, the neighbor has sensors like motion sensors set up that whenever somebody comes out of their house around his house, he starts, he cues this loud blaring music and these old commercials that use the N word that play monkey noises. It is horrible. It is crazy. It's crazy. It's horrible. And she has young kids. So Martina said her youngest son, who is seven, was two years old when this started, when they moved into their home. And now he's terrified of this man. In addition to more typical bad neighbor behavior, like yelling at the kids who step on his lawn, he has the cul-de-sac residents under the eye of eight security cameras. So he's also filming all this. And the problem here, you guys, is that by the law, by the letter of the law in Virginia, he's not breaking any laws. He's not threatening them physically. He's not attacking anybody. He's not even leaving his own property to do this stuff. But sometimes the music is so loud and they call the police. And in her own words, the police always show up to deal with it. And the guy always turns down his music. So it's really just this epic troll. It's this, it's just crazy. He's a troll. He's a real life troll. And it's a totally horrible thing to do. So she tried to go to the city magistrate, the police, the courts, and very few people are allowed or, or able to do anything. This is where I feel like people should have a little bit more of an ability to step in on their own. You know what I'm saying? Maybe just go kick that guy's ass and, you know, common sense should prevail here that uh, maybe the guy just needs an old fashioned ass kicking. A couple of the neighbors go up and go, hey, bro, that's uh, five years of this crap that you've been pulling. We're just going to have to, you know, beat you up now. And then everyone goes, yeah, I think that that was probably pretty appropriate. So, I mean, that's kind of where we're at now. That's kind of where we're at. That's kind of how the law is turning into. People have been taking it into their own hands and going out and, uh, look, I don't, I don't mean to keep invoking the Jonathan Pentland story, but how does Jonathan Pentland get a Black Lives Matter protest outside of his house, throwing bricks through his window, making his family flee in fear over what happened with that, and this guy gets a pass, right? So what do I always say, guys? What do I always say? Don't look at who's getting in trouble. Look, look at who's getting a walk. Look at who's getting a free pass over here, okay? So this guy's getting a free pass to do all this stuff. And I have kind of an interesting theory here, by the way, which is uh, I don't think that this person, the person, the neighbor, I kind of don't think that he's white because they don't ever, this is the only story in the history, I don't mean to make it about this, but this is the only story in the history of stories like this where people haven't explicitly stated that the assailant is a white guy, Okay. Every story, it's the main focus. It is the main thing. And, uh, and here, it's not that at all. It's, it's, it's just not a thing at all. And I think that that's a little suspicious. So I'm kind of wondering if this is a, uh, if this is like some other random dude who's just like, maybe he's like Asian or Hispanic or something like that. And he's just brutally racist. If you go and look on the, on the video, which is on CNN's channel, I'm not going to play that video, but you can go in there and see that it is uh it is extremely extremely hurtful it actually it's funny because when they say they play monkey noises the first thing you hear is disturbed uh down with the sickness where it's like Ooh, ah, ah, ah. and then it goes into like and i'm like that's not monkey no my first thing was like that's down with the sickness that's not monkey noises but then afterwards it's actually like out of a zoo like literal monkey noises out of a zoo 
So it's it's definitely racist. It's definitely a racist attack. But they don't and I and I scoured the internet for figuring out who the person, who the assailant is, because I would love to be able to cover that for you guys. But there is nothing, nothing about who the bad guy in this actually is. So she's a Navy veteran. Uh, she was in the military for 11 years and her husband also served. She says, we fought for this country, but yet there's no one to fight for us. Several neighborhood residents gathered last week to protest, holding signs that said, love thy neighbor and spread love, not hate. Like, that's a, a whole different kind of protest over here. So well, we, speaking of that protest we have this year, so here is uh, Martinez in the center, spread love, not hate. People came out to kind of quietly and peacefully protest this guy. And they said that it has had some effect. Like oh, the national news, the big headlines, the fact that this is on mainline television, uh, mainstream television is definitely working. They said it's gotten a little bit better. It's good because when they said that... Uh, when they said that, they asked the family on CNN, have you considered moving? And they said, absolutely not. And that's what, I, that's what I like to hear. You know, stand up for yourself. Don't be bullied out of your home like Jonathan Pentland was. Go and, uh, and let them know that you're not going to stand for it. Show up. You know, that's, that's a good thing is to show up and people go, hey, in solidarity, like, we don't stand for this. We're not going to take it and you can't push us around. I like that kind of protest. I don't, and I think that this person definitely deserves to be, you know, pushed back on because of their behavior for five years and the law cannot intervene. So should this person be allowed to just get away with it forever because it's not against the law? I ask you in the chat to leave me a comment and let me know what you think. C. Wilder says, got to know when to stop digging holes when it comes to Stu Scheller. He did not know. Sounds like he needs to invest in an IRA since he lost his retirement. Good job, Sam. I am dropping some financial knowledge. You're right. If Stu finds the boyfriend that killed Gabby, then he can re-earn his retirement. What's Go dog the bounty hunter out there. He should buy Scuttlebutt merch with the money. I 100% support that. Allegedly. Evening, Scuttle Buddies. What's up, MC? Welcome to the chat. How's it going? Sam, I am says I pass next step the polygraph. What's that about? What's that? What was the test? I missed something in the chat last week. I guess Eric says I blame Trump. Nugget says epic troll. DWK videos in the chat with the check mark. What is up? How are you doing? Welcome to the chat. I'm glad to see you here. I hope you're enjoying the show. Send some Ricky ninjas after that neighbor for sure. MC says awesome. Keep it up. Talking to Sam. I think. Let's see. Let's see. Hit the guy in the wallet. What? Would be wild if folks would bust all his windows under cover of darkness, wait for their replacement, and Groundhog Day glass ain't cheap. That's uh, That would be definitely aggressive, Mark. That would be definitely aggressive. But hey, maybe this guy deserves it, but who's the one who gets to decide who deserves it or not is always the question, right? That is awesome what the protesters are doing. Oh, yeah, totally. I totally dig what they're doing. Make sure you feel you've earned that preference. You got this. If he's doing that, fight fire with fire, and everyone should blast the union version of Dixie. That would be that would be pretty interesting, actually. So I, I think, uh, guys, we have some stuff coming up in today's episode that is so good. It's so good that I am beyond I'm beyond excited. But I am say I'm spacing those stories out because, you know, I got to keep your attention and pick the right time to kind of make sure I tell you guys to go subscribe on Patreon or join that member button right down below. Click that join button, you know, whatever we got to do to sell some shirts, some mid rat shirts and uh, and keep the show and community growing and growing and make sure you're sharing the videos with your friends as well and getting them into the chat. Yeet, what's up? Howdy, my fellow Scuttle Buddies. I love everyone, by the way, in the in the stew comments calling me Mr. Butt. Everyone who is uh, calling me Mr. Butt in the Stu Scheller comments, bravo Zulu. I like it. You can keep calling me Mr. Butt. As long as you put the Mr. in there, it's fine with me. You can call me Mr. Butt. It's all good. 
And they think it's like they think it's some like great troll move to call me Mr. Butt, but I'm going to own it. I think uh, Mr. Butt's kind of a cool name. So you guys might have heard or maybe you didn't hear about this next story. Army veteran awarded $8.2 million in fourth trial over 3M earplugs. Did you guys ever use these earplugs? And do you hear well now? I think we all walked away with that tinnitus, right? Everyone, everyone who knows the deal walked away with that tinnitus. A federal jury on Friday awarded $8.2 million to Army veteran Brandon Atkins in his lawsuit against manufacturer 3M that claimed the company's earplugs that he used during his military service damaged his hearing. You guys, we've been following this 3M story. There's been multiple lawsuits for millions of dollars. 75% of those lawsuits have been awarded in favor of the plaintiff, and the defendant being 3M has paid out tons of cash to these people. They say they're getting treated unfairly. What do you guys think? Should 3M be paying for these faulty earplugs that left people with hearing loss and damage from using weapons, rockets, jets, all this you know, heavy sound equipment that we used in the military, firing rifles, all this stuff? It's not, and I don't think it's too late to get on, on these class action claims, but I think you have to uh, go talk to a lawyer if you want to make a case against the company yourself, but they are paying up. It says, all cases have gone before Judge Casey Rogers in the Northern District of Florida. So here's another Florida man. And three of the four have ended in favor of the veteran in one trial, the jury sided with 3M. We are humbled by the bravery and courage shown by service members like Brandon Atkins, not only for their service to our country, but also for standing up against 3M on behalf of all the veterans who now face preventable hearing loss and tinnitus as a result of the Combat Arms version 2 earplugs. So... Basically, if you guys are not following along with this, 3M marketed and sold to the military millions of pairs of these earplugs that were supposed to be well-suited for um, for shooting, for working on aircraft uh, carriers, and all this and all this stuff. But ultimately, what they um, what they learned was that they didn't work at all, and as a result, you've got a bunch of veterans with poor hearing who were counting on. Uh, the 3M earplugs to kind of protect them, and they didn't. So now they're taking it to 3M and suing them. I also ask, what was ever the proof that these did work in the first place? I, I, I mean, I haven't seen that. I'm sure if you go into the details of these court cases, they must have uh, addressed this at some point. But what originally did 3M claim they had evidence of, like what kind of, of noise reduction did these earplugs provide in the first place? During the first trial held in April, a jury awarded $7 million to three Army veterans, 3M won in the second trial in May, which involved one veteran. And then in June, a jury found 3M partially liable and awarded $1 million to another Army veteran. These are great payouts, you guys. Stu should have just done this. Rogers initially ordered a series of bellwether trials for earplug cases, which have become the nation's largest multi-district litigation. And last month ordered the attorneys move 1300 58 more cases onto the docket and closer to a trial to alleviate a backlog that is formed. So there's over 1,300 more people waiting to get their piece of the 3M pie. But if I had to take a guess, I'd say something's going to happen. There's going to be some settlement, some class action settlement, something like that. Maybe it's not too late. Maybe you guys can Google how to get in on this. If you find anything out, let me know. Maybe it's time I, uh, I get on a 3M too, because I've got the tinnitus. I've got the hearing loss. Um, the whole deal as well from working on an aircraft carrier, firing guns, around explosions, all that stuff. It's, uh, I think we all do, right? I think we all do. So what's going on? What's going on in the chat here? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. If Let's see. Howdy, my fellow scuttle buddies. Send some of those ninjas that attacked the Night Stalkers SF guys over to his place. Oh, by the way, 
Have you guys seen my ninja's skit? If you have not, it's on YouTube, it's on my TikTok, it's on Instagram. Go check out the Ninja skit. I did make it on Friday like I promised I was going to do, and I think it came out pretty good. If you did see it, let me know what you thought in the comments right here. Let's see. Sam says, I should have listened. Is it too late to submit a claim? You can try. You can try. Florida man would do that, but that wasn't a Florida man, was it? Filling out my claim now, they 100% should be paying. MC says, what's up, Bricktown Media, a Scuttlebutt channel member with that green text. Thank you to all the members and patrons. I really appreciate you guys a lot out there. I really do. Uh, it says here you have serious hearing damage due to poor ear protection, but you also owe $2.5 billion to CIF for missing a pair of gloves. Why don't we call it even and forget about both? <laughs> they had those test machines. They probably used the beep test as their evidence. What were they actually testing? Jesus Christ, it's as if unregulated capitalism stokes grifters for fat paychecks. Oh, absolutely. You should, uh, you should read War is a Racket by uh, um, uh, General um, Smedley Butler. It's, it's great. That's how law, a lot of lawsuits work, I believe, is what you were trying to get at. Let's see. I've got tinnitus from listening to combat footage. Can I get in on this? That'll be a tough one. The Ninja Skit is super legit. Justin Sam, I am says hilarious skit. Thank you guys very much. I'm currently working on a plan to sell the smoking cessation ninja back to the Navy or Marine Corps or Army or whatever uh, to make a series of videos to make people quit smoking. Remember, guys, wherever there are smokers, there are ninjas. Saw the Ninja Skit, loved it. Thank you guys very much. So, you know, maybe is this is this something that we really need here? By the way, after this, we got some really incredible stories for you guys. Um, is this really something that we need in our lives, this next story? Is this something that we could not live without, that we could not progress without? Career enlisted soldiers accused of misconduct may be retired at lower rank under new Army policy. Can somebody call the Army and tell them they're missing the goddamn point? So in a shocking, and I'm being sarcastic there, twist, the Army just announced reduced punishments for soldiers committing crimes. It, is this real life? Is, are we living in reality right now? Is this, is this really the story that I had to find today? The Army decided in the wake of everything going on, just in time for the PAO officer to get you know busted, that what they're going to do is make it easier to get out of trouble in the army. Jeez Louise. Enlisted soldiers, so we're speaking specifically here about enlisted troops, like we've covered a lot of them recently, enlisted troops making uh, bad choices. With 20 years of service, aka career soldiers, people who've done a career in the, in the military, in the army specifically, who are under investigation for misconduct, can now be considered for voluntary retirement at a reduced grade instead of a more punitive administration separation. So they're literally saying, "Hey, if you uh, if you're in trouble, we've kind if you're if you're in any kind of trouble, we've kind of noticed that we suck at investigating and prosecuting people. So we'll just let you retire. You know, if you want, instead of getting in all that trouble for all those things you did, uh, just retire and with full benefits. Yeah, I think I'll take that one. I think I'll I think I'll go for it. I think I accept." The decision is aimed at giving army leaders more options for handling cases of misconduct involving career soldiers as opposed to all or nothing determinations. So I had to. So what they're saying is if you either you can bust somebody down, I had to, I had to rack my brain. I had to rack my brain because my first instinct was like, what is the news? What, what is uh, what's different here than um, than how it's always been? What's changing? 
So I had to rack my brain, and here's what I, here's what I came up with. If the Army busted down a 22-year Sergeant First Class to E6, it doesn't automatically retire them. They're still in the Army until their high-year tenure or until their um, uh, chosen retirement date that they choose to go to. Because at every rank, there's a maximum amount of time you can serve in the military. So if you're an E7, you get busted down to E6, you're over 20 years, you still are in, you're still in the Army. And the only way to kick somebody out of the army, if you really need them to get out at that point, is to separate them for admin or bad conduct or something like that. So this change offers this third option of, well, you've already done 22 years, you're kind of a dirtbag, we're not really prepared to do any sort of punishment on you. Do you wanna just retire and go live a great life with millions of dollars worth of benefits and not a care in the world? You do? Go for it, dude, go for it. In another example of awarding bad behavior, the Army's just going to let this one slide. Emma, Jesus, Emma, please email me at thescuttlebuttshow.gmail.com. Spread the word, guys. We're trying to get in touch with Emma. We need proof of life. Emma is out there in this Army right now as we speak. A grade reduced retirement, the article says, rather than an administrative discharge for misconduct may be appropriate considering the nature of the misconduct versus the totality of the soldier's service and may also improve their post-military employment opportunities. So in my, in my humble opinion here, if the crime's bad enough where the alternative is getting kicked out instead of just busted down and retained, then how does this make sense? Because there's always the option to bust down and enlisted. You can always bust them down a rank or two or whatever, depending on the circumstances. So here, I'm having a tough time. They do note here, the article does take the time to note, that the Army has long allowed officers to retire or reduce ranks in instances involving misconduct, which I think you guys probably know my stance on that. My stance on that is, F that. That is the most garbage thing I've ever heard of. If you guys remember the story about the Marine colonel who shoplifted from the exchange in Korea, it makes my blood boil. It makes me go crazy. It makes me go crazy. The, the fact that a Marine colonel stealing thousands of dollars worth of merchandise that he got caught for, because you know these, peop, these, these people who steal, they steal a lot. They tend to steal a lot. So he only got caught for stealing a couple thousand dollars worth of gear, including security cameras in the most insane amount of irony you can imagine. And he got zero punishment, zero, zero punishment at court-martial. That's what they decided. He's guilty and zero punishment. So you guys probably know how I feel about that. So yes, it's all garbage. But, but honestly, if the crime was bad enough that they were already gonna be getting kicked out, separated, instead of just busted down, allowing them to retire probably doesn't make a ton of sense in those cases. And it, it honestly opens the door for more of what you might call the good old boys program, where now people can hook their buddies up um, when, they're, when they're on the hook for some crime. So I don't know. You guys tell me what you think in the comments. I know you will. I'm sure everyone's going to have some thoughts. The comments are already going uh, Harry Lime Pie, what's up, smokers and dippers? Sam I am says, what? Bricktown says, wait, what? The hate is real, Corporal says, what is this real? Emma MC says, what kind of crimes are we talking about? Sam, that's the question. What kind of crimes are we talking about? This has to be fake, Nugget says, it's all true. If they resign, do they keep their bennies? Yes, full, full benefits. 
Because an officer wouldn't make a bad choice. Hashtag accountability, Sam I am says. Yeah, it's horrible. That's horrible. Sounds good for the career soldiers, but bad for the taxpayers. Oh, that's true for sure. How is that justice for the victims, MC says? Great point. Great point. Sir Nugget says, Max, try and stop trying to talk to Emma. She's dead already. <laughs> I missed the Emma. Okay, so if you guys don't know who Emma is, Emma was the main focus of that Army Woke commercial that went viral. You can find the video on my channel. You can just look up um, the Army's Woke commercial or is the, has the Army gone woke? Just look up the word woke on my channel and it'll pop up. You can watch my thoughts on it. I think that you'll find that I gave some thoughts that a lot of people didn't give. I tried to be objective and look at the big picture like I always do. And I had a whole diff different set of reasons for criticizing those commercials than most people did. So please go ahead and check that video out after this live stream today and you'll see what I mean. Let's see. Since when has the Fed been interested in justice? Regal, what's up? Who's Emma? Go back and you guys might remember her. She had two moms and she's fighting for justice. Emma is getting a dishonorable discharge for public scissoring. That's horrible. That is a horrible, horrible comment. Uh, <laughs> totally, totally nasty. What's with the reduced rank caveat? Like they literally demote to a lower rank as they are discharged or retired. Yeah, so they would be, the way I'm reading this is if you were an E7, instead of getting busted down to an E6 and then remaining in the army, you would be getting busted down to an E6 and retiring. Because they're not going to bust you down to an E1. That's court-martial status. So you got to get court-martialed for that. So it sounds like this is where they're avoiding court-martial altogether. She's from the Army Woke commercial. Yes. You guys can go check that out. Yes. So check that out. Check that out. It was a good, it was a good video. It was a good story. So, guys. Oh, my gosh. We have some super fun stuff today. We have some really fun stuff. The first thing that we have for fun, we're going to have some fun. Get ready to have some fun. You know how I like to do it on the show. Florida man. Florida man. How many great headlines? Florida man. Do you guys remember the, the thing you were, used to do where you would go Florida man and then uh, type in your birthday and that's your Florida man like spirit animal? Florida man. So this is, uh, this makes me so happy. I mean, this is an all around positive story, okay? This is not a bad thing. This is a good thing. Let's get right into it. Army veteran traps gator in trash can. Have you guys ever lived in Florida? The gator problem is very real. So we've got a U.S. Army veteran has become the newest Florida man sensation after a video of him seen catching an alligator with a trash can went viral. The only thing that came to my mind was to protect my kids and the other children outside, said Eugene Bozzi, who's the uh, Army veteran here. He said his army training kicked in. Just get it done, drop him there, and keep it moving. So let's watch the video, okay, guys? I've got the video for you here. We are going to, uh, oops, we got the uh, video right here, and we're going to watch it. It is, uh, it's pretty good, pretty entertaining. So let's go check this out. This is Florida Man Rescues Family from Alligator Attack. Let's watch this video and react to it here. So we've got, if you're listening on the podcast, we've got a, a guy, he's got one of those like state issued or city issued trash cans um, with the, like they're on the wheels, they're the tall ones with the flip lid. And if you guys see it on the, on the left side of your screen, the lower left side of your screen, there's a, uh, an alligator. So actually, you know what? I'm thinking about this now. I might have to move myself on the screen here because I want you guys to be able to see it. Okay. So let me see. Let me move myself up to the top here so you guys can see it fine. Okay, cool. So we are ready to go. So let's watch Florida man save his family from an alligator attack. 
you oh, going back? You, you, you going back? I'm going back too. So he's approaching the gator. He's trying to get the gator to go into the trash can. He's wearing he's wearing flip flops and socks, and uh, looks like he just woke up or something like that. Like like get out of bed. There's an alligator attacking. Get out of bed. And this is he probably goes what? I have to do this gator wrangling again. So he's backing, he's backing the gator up. Backing the gator. The gator's pissed. That gator is so pissed. Let me know when the head going to the side. Let me know. Somebody let me know when the head goes inside of the thing. I got you. He said, let me know when the head goes inside the thing. This guy's got balls of steel. This guy has got balls of steel. He's, he's get, not even wearing shoes. Like, maybe the, I don't know what the most Florida man point, like, in this whole thing is, but he's not even wearing shoes. He's got flip-flops and socks. If there's one thing that's perfect here, his shirt says offense on it. Offense, defense. This is like perfect, okay? He's got a shirt. He's definitely on offense right now. He might be playing a little bit of defense too. I don't know. He's standing behind the thing, but he's definitely playing offense with this alligator. But you know what's crazy though? You guys might think like, look at that alligator. You know, I'm a safe distance away. Those gators are quick. They get running on their little legs like this and they go pretty fast. So I really doubt anybody there is a safe distance away from this alligator if it decides to charge. But what is what is good, though, is this guy has got to complete attention to that alligator. Complete attention. Ooh, he's charging him. The gator's head's in. Oh, God. He just dropped the lid of the trash can on the alligator, and the alligator's now going into the... The alligator's being forced into the trash can. The alligator's being forced into the trash can. He's putting up a fight. Oh my gosh, he's really putting up a fight. He's trying to flip the trash can up. He's trying to flip it up. Oh, come on, come on. Go, 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 go. He got him. Folks. Folks, he got him. Damn, man, his buddy's got a shirt that says, We Fix Credit with a phone number on it. Boss Consultings, We Fix Credit. I hope everybody out there is doing okay. This is Florida, you guys. This is Florida. And now, now, guys, what we're seeing on the video here, if you're listening on the podcast, they live next to a like a lake or a pond or whatever you would call this. I don't know when they become what, uh, what amount of water or whatever defines a lake and a pond and you know all that stuff just like a field that got flooded when the, when it rained too much. But he's wheeling the gator down the hill towards the water. So this is a this is good. This is not animal no animal cruelty going on. Just protecting his family from the gator. What a champ. What a champion. <laughs> right, let him go, bro. He's got he's taking him all the way down to the water. Good man. Good. He's doing the right thing. Imagine what that ga gator's thinking right now. What that alligator's thinking? He's got to be so pissed. So when I get out of here, The 
The gator's out. The gator is out, down by the water. Confused. The gator thinks it just got a teleportation machine. The gator's like, mm, this isn't how that works. I was over there, now I'm over here. How does that work? He's going back to get the trash can, and the gator scurries away. The gator scurries away. Thanks to the YouTube channel Headass, who uh, made that video possible for us. That was the only place I could find the entire uncut video, was Headass. So that is crazy. Shout out to that guy. Bravo, Zulu. You earned a super legit uh, boom coming down from the ceiling right there. My daughter came and got me. I couldn't really see it, so I got up close, and he backed up a little bit, and I was like, he's kind of big. That alligator was kind of big. Bozzy told ABC News, from there, Bozzy left in action to defend his children, well, as far as he could leap and flip, as far as he could leap and flip-flops, that is. So, he got it. He handled that alligator. Uh, very proud of him. That was pretty big. That was longer in length than he is. They get pretty big. We, uh, we encounter some alligators training down in Florida, and people go try to pat him on the head and stuff, and I'm like, you guys are idiots. Good luck with that alligator, because uh, I, I, I avoided them, for sure. I don't know how to wrestle an alligator. I'm not prepared for that kind of action. So I avoided the gators at all costs. That's, uh, that's just me. Let's see. What's going on in the comments with the alligator stuff here? First ninjas, now on to advanced training, Bricktown says. I heard they teach this at Ranger School in Florida. Florida phase. <laughs> the Irwin Company trains in Florida, I believe. $5, he loses a hand. If he had his combat Crocs, he could have just booted it. Yeah, Crocs would have been the best shoe possible. Send him to my place to deal with this, these rattlers. Nice, H-Naw. Sorry you got snakes. I'm having anxiety just watching this, Eric says. LOL, head get bonus points if he was holding a drink with an umbrella in it. <laughs> yes, that would be very Florida too. Give that man a super legit. Oh, we did it. Mr. Gator, hold on to my ga Mr. Gator stop meme comes to mind. I'll send it to you, Max. Yeah, send it to me. Legendary move, that, uh, that lid spooked him into the can. Man's just crushed his head. Yeah, I think he's okay. I think that alligators got pretty tough heads, though. They're like bulletproof. Florida man wrangles gator. Yep. That was pure strength lifting that can. The garbage truck pulls up. That would be, that would have been a sad ending. This was a, all of this was a viral ad campaign for, uh, for we, um, we fix credit. Yeah. Max, you better start doing reverse tire flips like that so you can be prepared for gators. Totally, totally. Let's see, let's see. I swear, Rebecca, I was abducted, Bricktown says, when he gets back to tell his wife about the what happened to him, the, as when the alligator does, I should say. As long as they insist on having chihuahuas, that gator coming back. <laughs> ever, ever seen a death roll? I have seen a death roll. I watched Croc Hunter. I like my odds with the gator. There you go. Go get him. I would, uh, I would rather not ever have to be uh, faced, with the, faced with the chance to fight an alligator, but if I did, I would probably just go for its back and I would death roll it. You know what I mean? Like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I think you're supposed to uh, not touch their tongue, right? Isn't that the thing? Like, if an alligator's mouth is open, they wait for something to, like, touch the tongue, and then it, like, makes the mouth uh, clench shut, and then they lock it up, and you're pretty much done from there. Is that the deal? All right, so we've got uh, one more story, one more serious story, and onto this video game, and I promise you guys, I'm promising you guys, you do not want to miss this video game, okay? You do not want to miss this video game. It's going to be so epic. I mean, it's going to be so good. I, I, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. Couldn't believe it. So I want to remind you guys, by the way, scuttlebuttshow.com has all kinds of cool shirts, really nice, comfortable shirts, uh, athletic fit, everything. 
And if you go on there and buy a shirt, you can get those. We got a bunch of new ones just dropped last week. But if you're a member or a patron, not only that can can you uh, get those shirts for 10% off, but it goes a long way to supporting this channel. For as little as $2.99 a month or whatever custom amount you want, you can become a channel member or a patron. And if you do join Patreon as an elite patron, free shirt on your second month of membership anyway. So you guys can go check that out. Links in the description down below for that information. All right, so... We covered one story about, you know, sadly, racism affecting military families. We've got another one. We've got it. We, we've got another one. Yes, that's true. We have a another one. story about racism affecting military veteran DOD civilians. Unfortunately, this one, this one kind of came out of somewhere I wasn't expecting. We've got black base worker faced racism told to keep quiet, lawsuit says. So let's see about this. This is uh, not the first time that we've seen Pentagon or you know DOD places try to bury EO complaints or racism complaints, harassment complaints. We did that whole thing about the Pentagon suppressing reports on that stuff. This is becoming just more and more prevalent. The allegations here are really disturbing. And it's somewhere that you really don't want to hear stuff like this coming out of. Wait till you hear where this came from. A black civilian groundskeeping and kitchen worker at an Air Force base in Wyoming was retaliated against and ultimately fired for complaining when other workers called him racial epithets. A supervisor told Brian Wheels to keep quiet about racial harassment, which began soon after he was hired in 2015 and continued through 2017, said the U.S. Equal Opportunity Commission lawsuit against Spokane, Washington-based The Skillskin. After laying off wheels in December 2017, Skillskin didn't follow its practice of honoring his seniority by rehiring him that winter. Instead, the nonprofit gave a job to a less senior white employee, the EEOC said in its lawsuit filed Monday in Wyoming U.S. District Court in Cheyenne. You see what I'm saying? Every story always specifies if the person who is like the, the antagonist is white in these cases. It's, it's always in there. The fact that it wasn't in that other story does make me curious. Like, I want to see who the bad guy was in that other story. It's quite concerning how egregious the conduct was and that the employer didn't take care of it. That's from regional attorney Mary O'Neill. There's such a low percentage of African-Americans in Wyoming. We worry when there's a few African-Americans in the workplace and there's hostility like this. So what was the hostility? Wheels was the only black member of the Skillskin contract crew at F.E. Warren Air Force Base, which oversees... 150 Minutemen nuclear missiles. The Minutemen missiles are the military's ground-based nuclear solution to uh, like an intercontinental threat of, uh, of imminent attack that would require use of nuclear missiles. It's the Minutemen missiles are what are kind of defending the United States. Skillskin hires people for contract business and government jobs in Wyoming, Washington, and Montana. The nonprofit subjected Wheels to severe and persistent racial harassment. At one point, after Wheels complained about a coworker's racist comments, a supervisor put him on a two-man grounds crew with the worker who made the remarks. So he said, hey, this guy is super racist. He's bothering me all the time. Um, and and, uh, and I, I can't work around him. And they said, cool, he's your partner now. Good luck out on the, uh, out on the, on the crew. So... The EEOC sought to negotiate an out-of-court settlement with Skillskin, but was unsuccessful. Phone messages left Wednesday with Skillskin and F.U. Warren Air Force Base seeking comment on the lawsuit were not immediately returned. So that's unfortunate that uh, uh, 
they had to take this route at the base, protecting the United States' nuclear weapons. The company in charge of the civilians out there was harassing one of their employees racially. At least that's the allegation. And if there's any follow-ups here, we'll address it. Somebody corrected me in the chat. I said, what did I say? Egregorious? Uh, what did I say? It's egregious. That's a word that I rarely see spelled out. Honestly, that's a word that I rarely ever see spelled out. And I totally just read it as it's written. Egregious. Yeah, totally. Egregious. I look at it now and I'm like, oh yeah, of course. I added letters in my pronunciation of that word that weren't even in the word. So I don't know what just happened to me right there. Thank you for correcting me. I had a total like weird moment of not knowing how words work. It happens sometimes. Get up here and talk for an hour a day. Uh, there's bound to be some slip ups. Let's see. Death roll, Max, death rolls the gator. The gator. Hold up. We are still heartbroken over six days in Fallujah, Sam, I am. This next story is going to be kind of about six days in Fallujah. In Australia, we have crocodiles five to six meters long. They are scary as hell. Florida's crazy. There's just more racism. OMG, Australia, even your spiders are crazy. In Australia, we have crocodiles five to six meters long. Australia is crazy. I guess that's why uh, it was Crocodile Dundee, right? Let's see. Aussie teddy bears are even cranky and full of the clap. It's a scary place. Whoa, that's crazy. Australia is always trying to kill you. I couldn't go swimming in Darwin because of the crocodiles and jellyfish. Where's the accountability? Have to cut for the box jellyfish and blue ring. Have to out for the box. Have to watch out for the box jellyfish and blue ring octopus. Sometimes the comments break my brain. Why would they put him with the racist dude? That was stupid. I agree, 100%. Let's watch some custom Lego building. We still think you're cool, Max. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. You guys gave me some grace there, and I appreciate it. So, speaking of giving people a little bit of grace, giving people a little bit of breathing room, okay? Not having a crazy, overly emotional reaction. Let's talk really quick about Six Days in Fallujah. Six Days in Fallujah, a video game where you play as the United States military battling through the streets of Fallujah, the Marine, probably mostly as Marines. I, would, I haven't heard about anything else. So as Marines playing through the streets of Fallujah during the second battle of Fallujah against Al-Qaeda. And, you know, Al-Qaeda and the other Iraqi insurgency troops. So you've got, that game comes out met with insane amounts of controversy. Insanely controversial. People saying that the United States should not be glorifying the war where all of these uh, Iraqis were killed, civilians were killed, white phosphorus was used against people, um, so much civcas, it's crazy, American war crimes. I mean, I'm just going over some of the wave tops of what the controversies were. And I want to take you guys really quick to my video reacting to Six Days in Fallujah, um, the game when the gameplay was revealed, okay? I need to show you guys this. So here's what I said. It is, I'm sure, certainly true that some civilians were not able to leave for one reason or another, including being held there hostage by the militants. It was a common tactic for militants to use civilians as human shields or to prevent the United States from being able to call airstrikes or other strikes on buildings because of the civilian casualty problem. Now, the deal with white phosphorus. Yeah, I think we're at the wrong part of the video. ended relatively quickly. It's called the second battle of powerful and mixed reaction from a lot of you. A lot of you said you can't wait to play the game. You're hoping it's going to be a Here's the right part of it. telling of the events in the second battle of Fallujah. And a lot of you said that this game should be not 
coming out at all, should be banned, should showcase the war crimes of the United States, including the use of white phosphorus against civilians. And I even had people commenting that they were from Iraq and either are excited to play this game or don't want to see this game come out. Some comments were saying things like, imagine if a game came out in Iraq about killing Americans. How would you feel about that? Point taken. So, all right, imagine how you would feel if a game came out in Iraq about killing Americans, celebrating killing Americans, having a big party about killing Americans. Don't you think Americans would be upset? Yeah, that's a pretty legit point to take. You know, people are saying that it's freedom of expression, freedom of speech, it's art. That's why Six Days in Fallujah should be allowed to come out. And then they go, oh yeah, right. As if the tables were turned, people wouldn't freak out. And I, I said, that's probably true. It's probably true. And now we don't have to wonder. Because new video game lets players free Palestine and fight Israel. Titled Fursan Al-Aqsa, the Knights of the Al-Aqsa Mosque. This game is also having some controversy. So this game, this brand new game announced, it's coming to Steam. It's, you can already get it on there. A new video game headed for Steam will see players take part in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict from the Palestinian perspective. Titled Fursan Al-Aqsa, The Knights of the Al-Aqsa Mosque, the game is developed by Nadal Najim, a Brazilian resident of Palestinian origin. The game promises to let players take the role of Palestinian freedom fighters and break what it calls the cliche of portraying Arabs as terrorists. Well, we're going to watch the trailer. You tell me if you think it breaks the cliche or not. You will play in missions across Palestine with many objectives to accomplish epic battles, powerful guns, vehicles to drive, and more. That's what it says on the game's Steam page. You can't always take what you read on Steam for a description of games too much to heart. The game is currently slated for a December 2021 release, just in time for Christmas. And use, uh, would it be trolling to buy this for somebody as a Christmas gift? User reviews are currently not available on the platform. However, a free playable demo is available, so you guys can go play it. The game story follows protagonist Ahmad al Falastini who was unjustly tortured and jailed by the IDF for five years and who lost his family in an IDF airstrike. As noted on the Fursan Al-Aqsa website, now free from prison, Falastini is out on a quest for revenge to retake his homeland by joining the titular Fursan Al-Aqsa, a new Palestinian resistance movement. The story and gameplay combine promise a high-octane action experience with the story taking place over adrenaline-packed missions on the ground, sea, and sky. It will feature a wide variety of gun settings, vehicles, and even boss fights. With its politically charged narrative and contemporary setting, the game itself bears similarities to its influences such as, get this, Metal Gear Solid and Call of Duty. Najim himself has been working on this game alone for 10 years. And the efforts do show in the initial trailers and gameplay footage. In it, one can see an alternating third and first person perspective, a variety of environments, and Philistini even using what appears to be bullet time mechanics mid-combat, as well as shouting, Allah Akbar, God is great. It'll also have multiplayer rather than having an emphasis on online play. It'll be split screen, which is, you know, they call it a throwback, but I don't know. The throwback is on full display in that respect with a notable influence from the classic 90s shooter GoldenEye. This influence doesn't just hark back to the gameplay, but to the difficulty. So the game, you know, they're talking about the background of the, of the designer of the game. It says, you became a martyr. Um, on here, there's some weird posters. So this game's coming out, but let's not, uh, let's not belabor the point 
We came here for one main reason, and it's to react to this trailer. If you're listening on the podcast, I'm going to publish this as a full-length video on the channel. Come by, watch the video. This is going to be worth it. Okay, let's just say this is going to be worth it. So let's, uh, let's really quick, I'm going to adjust myself back down to the bottom left of the screen here. Bear with me. All right, so back down at the bottom left of the screen. So let's now react to this game. It's called uh, Fursan Al-Aqsa, the Knights of the Alaska Mosque. This is the trailer. I can't wait to hear what you think in the comments. There's literally a Nintendo 64 looking controller as, as like the, uh, the, the logo of his company. So I guess it's probably legit that he's bearing some like N64 inspirations and not just that that's the extent of his capabilities graphics wise. So there's all these indie awards selected for competition excellence, independent games festival, top 100 indie games. <sighs> I hope you guys are ready. It's going to be good. The quote here says, with bullets and blood, we will free Palestine. I've never seen a more terrorist looking dude. I've, ne I've never in my life seen somebody who looks more like a terrorist than this guy right here. The claim that they're trying to break the stereotype of the Palestinians being the terrorists in this conflict totally fail right away. This is the most terrorist looking person that I've ever seen it portrayed in a video game in my entire life. Jesus, the graphics are really bad, but also the sneaking up knife kill that we just saw. This throws me back to like ISIS propaganda videos, 100%. This is the most terrorist looking thing. This is 100% you're playing as a terrorist. I mean, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Damn, got him with the second stab. This is, this is for sure somebody's imagination of how this would go, who has no real life experience of any sort of combat or anything, or like really what it would be like to go walk into a room. First of all, there's no door for him to come through. So you got to assume he jumped over the wall or jumped down from the ceiling. He just like shot four guys while they stood there standing in the open. And this has got to be the most like wet dream imagination of what this situation would actually be like in real life um, that I've ever seen. So the fist of opposition, the words Palestine will be free as he runs up and fires a RPG and yells Allah Akbar. 
Oh, some slow-mo RPG effects. It literally looks like the levels from Goldeneye. Headshot. Headshot. Okay, here. This is this is one of the best parts, you guys. So this is like literally a Goldeneye level. He's going through like a secret IDF bunker or something. He can fly. You can fly in this game. You can fly. The Palestinian freedom fighter can fly. It says we fight for freedom, but we fly for fun. It doesn't really say that second part. I made that up. But he can literally fly, you guys. He can fly. This is this is real life. So look out, Israel. Look out, Israel. The Palestinian freedom fighters have taken flight. Oh my god, when you take damage, you blink. Like in a Nintendo game. When you take damage... When you take damage, you blink. God. Bro. He just accordion this dude and then got like eight security rounds. Look at this like reverse scorpion. Look at this like reverse scorpion action going on here from the Israeli soldier and then he wastes him with his his saw like five or six more times Jeez. oh my god what we just witnessed the classic throw the grenade and the grenade blows up and the person just dissolves into a pile of meat like eight eight body parts just like random, like body gr gruesome assets or whatever. God, what? I gotta see that one again. Oh, Jesus. I'm also getting super intense. Um, I'm also getting super intense Goldeneye vibes. I mean, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. Go, this game is a straight ripoff of Goldeneye, by the way. But I'm getting really intense Borat vibes. Like, th there's little doubt in my mind that there's not a level in this game where they go, okay, we have to stop Israel before they lay their Jew eggs. Like, there's, is there any chance that that's not a level in this game? Like, <laughs> quick, we... <laughs> Quick, we have to do this mission. There's a four-minute timer because they'll lay their Jew eggs and they'll take all your money. Like, there, there's no chance this is that's not a level in this game. No! Oh, no! Oh no, there's a baby swaddled on his back. Stop it. Stop it. This guy who's currently flying. I'm 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 crying. I'm crying. 
the okay, our hero, our Palestinian hero, is mid-flight, flying to the right, like a, a, a strafing flight move, wasting an IDF soldier with a baby strapped to his back. A baby strapped to his back. Straight up a baby just dangling off his backpack. So literally, I, I, I might have been right a second ago. Like now he has to escape with the Jew egg to bring it back to Palestine so they can study its DNA. Like this is, this is really happening. Oh God, the baby's grown up. The baby's grown up into a woman. Her face is covered, so don't worry, guys. Her face is covered. She's, she's being currently liberated back to Palestine where she can be beaten and tortured. So, damn. Is there a worse way to get liberated? Honestly. Like, this is... Is this real? So now, the dude's got a lady strapped to his back, strapped to his back, Dangling there while he runs and jumps over a rooftop, also wasting IDF dudes. Like, that's in every scene. We resist until death. Maybe it's a, trans maybe it's a translation thing. I, I, I mean, I know it's not, but... Resistance is not terrorism. This is, it's a total propaganda piece. So he's got a tank that fires hand grenades. Like not a, not like a, not like a grenade launcher. Like a tank that just lobs hand grenades eight feet. And you can play against each other. If somebody wants to be the IDF, you can go split screen. Split screen where it's like one on the top, one on the bottom split screen. What do you, are you guys more a fan of top, bottom split screen or left, right split screen? I'd love to hear that fight in the comments. Add it to your wish list on Steam. So that's a real thing. That's a real thing. That exists now in the world. It's called Fursana Loxa. You can download it today, the demo. I saw some comments requesting I play it. You guys want me to. I'll, I'll have it ready to go tomorrow if you guys want, if it's possible. But that's a real thing. That's a thing. So many comments. The graphics. Oh, man. So, the, you know, the truth is that I have no issue with that game existing. I mean, what kind of hypocrite would I be if I said cancel that game? Like seriously, what kind of monster would I be? If I went on all these videos saying, Six Days in Fluja is art. Art should be jarring and controversial. People have to have their freedom of expression. I think it's fine. It doesn't, I have no, I'm not bothered by this at all. There's way worse stuff out there. But that looks laughably bad. I mean, seriously, laughably bad. I know I missed a lot of comments here. 
Let me go back and try to find some. They had four guys working on one iMac for 12 years for this. Are you pausing the video or is the quality so bad that buffering is now a thing? No, I was pause. I was definitely pausing it. Did they say this took 10 years to make? MC dot, dot, dot. Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> Alex, you're right. They are the ninjas that attacked the 160th. OMFG, with production like this, we probably don't have to very much. What is that? Worry about that? That is a straight up GoldenEye level. They, took, they did take GoldenEye assets. Uh, they made it on. So I actually don't think that they were flying. Or maybe they were. Who knows? Anything's possible with that baby on the dude's back. But, uh, you know, they probably just have weird gravity settings there to make them jump. I'm totally getting a, a Borat vibe and a Zohan vibe. Like, don't, like when they say uh, there are boss battles, if, if one of the boss battles is not the Zohan, I don't know what universe we're living in. Like, my, rea my reality would be shattered if one of the bosses is not the Zohan in that one. I don't know. You guys tell me in the comments. You're going to buy it? You're not going to buy it? If you want that demo played on this channel, then I'll download it. It looks like people are saying top-bottom is a better split-screen. Continue the conversation in the comments. Justin says I'm more of a top. I would post all war entertainment as propaganda. That's nah, probably true. So, Bricktown, I know, said... Uh, I officially declared that I'm going bottom left. I think that was like a political joke reference. That's actually really funny. What potato did they use for this one? Yeah, they used a pretty, uh, a pretty soggy potato for sure for this one. So that was epic. Um, I'm beyond happy that that's a real thing. Like the amount of, of stoked that I am that that exists in the world is, is like crazy. People are saying now like cancel it or whatever, but I really don't care. Some of the comments, let's see, I haven't looked at these yet, but some of the comments are, played the demo, especially amazed by that mesmerizing intro, may Sneed Rail fall soon. I think Sneed Rail must be is Israel. Just played the demo, very fun game. Feels a little max pain and runs well. The animations are smooth and the bullet time is fun. Obviously, you can't expect AAA quality from one guy. Let's see, absolutely halal. Looks and feels like Goldeneye. Amazing game, the demo's exciting. I love the game. I played the demo. Good work, brother. I, finally, someone managed to do this. Will there also be a massive terror attack or running planes into the World Trade Center DLC? But seriously, this is sad. And then uh, the official channel, I do not support the killing. The official channel here said, I do not support the killing of any innocent person who does not have nothing to do with war. So now you know his official position. Practical joke, not an all inappropriate reference to how you dress yourself. So, all right, guys. That's going to do it for today. I hope you guys had a fun time. I hope the wait was worth it for that video game. That was, I mean, that's insane. I, I was, I'm crying laughing with that baby on the dude's back. Like, for real, for real. That's amazing. If you guys are interested, tomorrow I will try to have that game available to play on the channel for a demo if you guys want to see it. And I'll be back with a regular episode. No gaming today. Too much work to do. We finished the John Tay music video for... Catch a Vibe last night, late last night. I'm editing it now. More music videos coming up, more of that stuff. So maybe I'll, uh, I'll stream me editing the music video, something like that, if you guys want to see some of that process. But um, for now, that's going to wrap it up. As always, check out the links in the description for um, Arc Uncle says, good night, Marines, and all our scuttle buddies, Semper Fi, good day, Mr. Butt. Resistance is futile. Thank you very I love that. I love that, Mr. Butt. That makes me feel so special. Thank you, Arkunkel. I love that. That's going to be it for today. Tomorrow, back with another episode. You guys rock. You guys are amazing. Best community on YouTube right here.
the Scuttlebutt community. So invite your friends, invite your battle buddies, whatever it is. Thank you guys for all being great in the chat all the time. I appreciate that a lot. Thanks to all the new members. That's the end story, Justin. That's the end story. I thought that that was the, uh, the fun one for today. So what was I saying? Invite your buddies. Thanks to all the new patrons and members. I really appreciate you guys being out there. Thanks to everyone listening on the podcast. You guys can check out Patreon and memberships as well. I encourage you to. Merch available at scuttlebuttshow.com. And with all that being said, until next time, that's the Scuttlebutt.